John the Baptist prepares the way. The beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord and make straight paths for him. And so John John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the river Jordan. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt round his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptise you with water, but he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. The baptism and testing of Jesus. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptised by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven came. You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. So Chris is going to come and open our series from Mark. So let's pray for Chris um, as he prepares to speak. Father, we do give you thanks for this opportunity to gather and to press into who you are, to discover more about your character and about what you did and to be inspired by it and to allow our lives to reflect that more fully. So we pray, Lord, that as Chris speaks, let his words minister into our lives and let your Holy Spirit bring about renewal in our lives so that these aren't just interesting words but bring about change. For the sake of your glory and the building of your kingdom. Amen. Amen. If you just look at me intentionally, I'll change the slide. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, I won't wear my hat, if that's okay. <laughs> so we're going to start our series looking at Mark's gospel. Uh, if I can't put up the next slide. Thank you. So we're going to look at what, why are we going to take time over these two months to look at one of the Gospels? We're going to grapple with the question together, if we are called to become more like Jesus, but what is he like? So we'll unpack stories that reveal his character and seek to apply his example to live our lives by. So we're going to look over the next couple of months on what kind of things does he do? How can we follow his example? And how do we apply Jesus' example for our front lines, where we live, where we work, where we're at college, at school, with those that do not know Jesus yet? So the overview of the series that we're going to look at together is up here. Today, we're going to look at Jesus. Well, he is the good news. Then we look at 
him being the one who calls us to do what he does. He's the master storyteller. We look at how he heals. We look at the company that he keeps. And then we look at some of the miracles that he does. Then we look at the way of the cross. And finally in our series, we're going to look at Jesus. Well, he is the one who lays down his life for his friends. So that's where we're going over the next eight weeks or so. Now, it goes without saying, but just in case you don't know, Mark's gospel, well, it's one of the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Uh, Mark uh, is thought to have been used by Matthew and Luke in their retelling of the story of Jesus. We're focusing on the shortest gospel, the one that is thought that uh, was written first on the account of Jesus, and one that is with an incredible pace. Uh, There will be a challenge later on for you to read through Mark's gospel and really get to know it over the next couple of months. And I've brought hundreds of different um, Mark's gospels for you to take and also to take one to give away. Uh, you'll see when you read Mark's gospel, and if you haven't read it before, you'll see there's phrases like immediately and then. And it jumps from one story to the other. It's full of action as you read the gospel. So my prayer is that each one of us will immerse ourselves within this incredible short story of the good news, the gospel of Jesus written by Mark. So today, today we're going to look at Jesus is the good news. And I want to split that up into four challenges. Uh, A brief overview of the gospel, who wrote it, when and why. And then we'll look at what does it mean that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. And then thirdly today, we're going to look at, well, do you know that Jesus is good news? Do you really know that? And then lastly, we're going to look at a challenge. And in the mix of it all, I'm going to uh, share a poem that I've written that I hope I haven't shared with you before, but I may have. So forgive me if you've heard it before, but you'll enjoy it anyway. So firstly, let's have a look at a brief overview of the gospel and who wrote it, when and why. It's thought that Mark's gospel was written as some kind of training manual for new Christians or for the early Christian evangelists. It was thought that it was written as a way of saying, look, you read this and then you'll know what to do. You'll know how to live out your life. You'll know the story of Jesus to share with those that you encounter. It was written to show one... Firstly, who Jesus is, and secondly, our response to who Jesus is. So you get right at the beginning of Mark's gospel, you get this wonderful proclamation of this is about Jesus the Messiah. And then early on, not straight away, but early on, you get this call from John the Baptist and then Jesus to repent, to respond to Jesus who is the saviour the Messiah. 
It was written by John Mark, cousin of Barnabas. Uh, You can read that in Colossians 4.10. He was an early traveling companion of Paul, and he was a spiritual son of Peter. Some have even speculated that John Mark, he was the young man at the Garden of Gethsemane during the portrayal of Jesus. I don't know if you've um, come across that story in Mark's Gospel where there's a young man and he's dressed in linen, he's wearing white, uh, but they try and catch him and he runs away naked. It's a story you don't often look at in church, I think, because it can be a little bit awkward to try and reenact, but... It's an unusual story anyway. You've got this young character in the gospel and people think that it must have been Mark. So traditionally, the gospel is said to have been written shortly before AD 70 in Rome at a time of impending persecution and when destruction loomed over Jerusalem. And its audience, well, you can tell by reading it, well, it's who really haven't got a clue about the Jewish customs and the way of life. It's written for those who are outside of those that were the chosen lost sheep of Israel. It's written for Gentiles, the likes of you and I, which is different to Matthew's gospel. That's ram-packed with Old Testament references. And Luke's gospel that looks at the, the stories that are for those on the edge of society. Mark is distinctive. And you can see that how it's written is very much in two parts. Just have a little look at this diagram. I won't go through it all with you. It's something that I've just found. I haven't put it together. But you see the picture of Jesus changes from the all-powerful, conquering center of divine energy to the lonely, unresistant, suffering one. Uh, Donald English, in his commentary of Mark, writes that. So you see the servant work of Jesus in the first eight chapters or so, and then you see the servant rejected. You see the servant doing the most amazing, powerful, extraordinary works that people would only equate to God. And then you see the suffering servant, the one who lays down his life for you and for me. And you see the key verse, and I I read it before, but let me read it again to you from chapter 10. The Son of Man, he did not come to be served, but to serve. And to give his life as a ransom for many. So secondly, what does it mean that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God? The opening words of Mark's gospel, I believe, are deeply significant. Where have you seen the words before? The beginning. Where have you seen the beginning? In Genesis (laughs) In the beginning, the very first words of the Bible, in the beginning. And here we have in Mark's gospel, this wonderful sense of, it's the beginning. It's something new. It's something like an epoch. It's not 
Um, oh, this is the beginning of Jesus' story. And I believe that Mark is trying to show the audience, those who read it, how significant this story truly is. Something new is being launched. Yes, gospel means good news. We know that, right? It means good news. But I believe in this context, it is an epoch-making event. It's a happening that is going to change world history. And this world history-changing event is about the long-awaited Messiah. The one that everyone has been holding their breath for. For 400 years, they have longed for the Messiah to come. They haven't held their breath for 400 years, but they've longed for the Messiah to come. The Savior, the one who is going to make all things right, make all things new again, the one who is going to rescue God's people. And that this is news of the Son of God, I often get people asking me about getting to know God. Sometimes it's some of the students that I lead within the Light Project. But sometimes it's within churches, people saying, I really don't feel like I know God. God just seems so far away. And my advice time and time again when people ask me about knowing God is read the Gospels. For where we read about Jesus, the Son of God, we get to know what God is like. Jesus, we know in Colossians, he is the exact representation of the invisible God, Paul declares. We know that he is the God who has become flesh. And perhaps this morning you're feeling like you don't really know God. You might feel a bit lost in your walk as a Christian. Well, read the Gospel of Mark. Read it and read what Jesus is like. And I guarantee that you will feel close to God, the one who's revealed through the Son of God. And I wanted to challenge us this morning. Do we really believe that Jesus is the Son of God, the Messiah? Have we been saved? Has there been that moment in our lives when we've gone, you know what? Everything for you. Everything for you. You become my saviour, my boss, not me. And I want to challenge us to consider Jesus being our saviour and acknowledging that perhaps this morning some of us desperately need saving. We need saving. We need the one to rescue us. Thirdly, do you know that Jesus is good news? So this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. We can translate that in two different ways. Well, 
the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay, it's about what he preached. Or it's about what he is like. And I believe that the opening words from Mark, well, they're both. They're about what he preached and taught, but it's about him. It's not just the words, it's about the man. It's not just the theory, it's about the experience. And to know the good news of Jesus isn't just to know the stories and the theory, it's to know the person. To have that personal relationship with Jesus. I wonder, just take a moment to think about what is so good about Jesus for you? What would your top two good things about Jesus be? Just turn to the person next to you if you can and just share what are the top two good things about Jesus that you believe? Just a couple of For you have to, but what's so good about Jesus for you? What's so good about him? He wants to share. Unchanging. Thank you, Pauline. What else is so good about Jesus? Our role model. Thank you. Our role model. A friend. This is good, isn't it? What else? He didn't prejudge. Yeah, come on. That's wonderful. What else is so good? Totally inclusive. Didn't push people away. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. That's powerful, isn't it? That's so good. What else is good about Jesus? Matthew. He never gives up. Yeah, come on. Say again. Forgiven, that he forgives us. This. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. And he heals them and forgives us. Yeah, thank you. Bringer of peace. Good, isn't it? Okay, I want you to be really honest with me. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear this phrase? Sharing my faith. What's the first thing? (laughs) Gulp. Gulp. Okay, yeah. Panic! (laughs) I think most of us would. Panic! Hesitancy. Okay, nice one, Steve. He's excited. There's one or two of us excited ones about sharing our faith this morning. Brilliant. What else? 
I don't know what to say. I mean, let's be honest. Most of us would be, panic, I don't know what to say. But as we look at Mark's gospel, we're going to bridge the gap between what we know is good and what we do in sharing that good news on our front lines with those around us. I want to read to you a poem called If We Go. As I said at the beginning, apologies if uh, I have read it to you before, but it's called If We Go, Where You Go, and it requires a response. Oh, well done. (laughs) Go go for it. There's plenty more gospels you can say. So it requires a bit of a response. If we go where you go, you need to shout out, where's that? Can we have a little bit of a practice? Is that okay? If we go where you go, Okay, that's not too bad. It's a little bit... Can we try again? If we go where you go... That's brilliant. Okay. If we go where you go... Where do you venture off to, eh? Beckoning me to follow. I see you sitting on the street, a urine doorway, sharing an egg and mayo sandwich and then sharing yours with the man's dog, patting and scruffing and then being still placing your scarred rough hands upon the man's dreadlocked head to bless. I see addictions flee, hurts blossom to whole trees, and I see a man made new, new identity, not some homeless bloke, but loved man. If we go where you go, where do you venture off to? Beckoning me to follow, I see you knocking on a paint-peeled, knackered door, waiting behind a baby, crying and a shouting mum, hassled beyond her limits, trying to hold it together, but can't. I see you gently explain the gifts of nappies and food and shalom, pots of it, leaking out through the plastic Aldi bags. Hang on, uh, we're in Campbell. Plastic Morrison bags. I see you embrace the little ones, hold them, giggle. And laugh, each wave goodness comes back, hope is restored. And I see a mum made new, new identity, not single mum, but loved woman. If we go where you go, where do you venture off to, beckoning me to follow? I see you sitting with John, or is it Dave? Or is that Terry? You know, your glass of red looks out of place amongst the tall pints and empties and you talk words of purpose and good future. You address the hours of wasted time, hours upon hours of nothingness begin to shape into changing this place for doing and helping and family and action and, and you open up the possibilities for where there were none you create new. And I see a lonely alky man. New identity. Not just some boozing bloke, but loved man. If we go where you go, you're doing great, by the way. There's only 48 verses. which um, No, we're nearly there. We're nearly there. If we go where you go, where do you venture off to beckoning me to follow? I see you running to the park. Yeah, it's dark and the youth may spark and tell you where to go. Yet you know as you say hi and kick that ball back. You ask if you can hang out and talk about school stuff. Who's it? And I see you with words of destiny flow like a can of Red Bull nourish and awaken. And I see dignity rise like a hurried flood. 
young people stepping into that playful dance of what can be of kingdom come, worth and creativity. And I see a teenager made new, new identity, not just some troubled youth, but loved person. Last verse. If we go where you go, where do you venture off to, beckoning me to follow? I close my eyes and imagine where you would be, and it's endless. You go where I dare not. Help me to clasp that hand to step in near and far to those you simply love. The unembraced, the unknown, the unwealthy, the undone, the unwelcome, the un, 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 un. Make me see people made new. New identity. Not just people, but people loved and loved some more if we go. So the challenge, the challenge is to go with this good news. And the challenge is simply to read the good news, to carry it with you and to share it. So throughout January and February, hey, welcome, it's all right, take a seat. (laughs) So throughout January and February, the challenge is to let someone in on what you've got. Perhaps it's something that you've read that you want to share with a work colleague, something that you've read that you want to give to a stranger while you're shopping, something you've read that you're going to give to a friend at school or at college. So we have got loads of Mark's Gospels. So when you're stuck in traffic, you've got your Mark's Gospel to read. Um, We've got a Mark's Gospel that is in the New Living Translation. We've got a Good News, Mark's Gospel in the Good News Translation. We've got Mark's Gospel in the NIV. And I think we've got Mark's Gospel in the English Standard Version. So take your pick. In fact, take Take two of the Mark's Gospels, one for you and one to give away. And if you give that Gospel away this week, well, there's going to be more to give away next week. So the challenge is not just to believe it's good and it's good good news about Jesus, but to let others experience that good news too. You know what? If this is good for you and me, it's good for others. Do you believe that? If it's good for you and me, this is good for others. I passionately believe that people desperately need what we've got. Desperately. And I want to encourage you just to go where Jesus goes and to offer to someone something that you've been reading or an insight from the gospel. So before you go today, please do grab two of these gospels. You can take a few more if you like. We've got so many, really. You can take a few more and read it, carry it and share it throughout January and February. So this morning... We've looked at Jesus is the good news. We've looked at a brief 
overview of the gospel, we've looked at what does it mean that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. We've looked at, do you know that Jesus is good news? And we've looked at the challenge. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you are saviour. And for those of us this morning that do not know that you are saviour, would you come and save us? For those of us who have yet to decide to follow you and to live for you, would you help us to do that this morning? For those of us who are a bit uncertain about you, Lord, would you give us the certainty that you love us and you call us? So thank you for this good news that Mark has written down for us. And I do ask, Lord, that we would enjoy reading the good news and that we would enjoy getting to know you more. And would you help each one of us, each one of us, to share with someone else this good news, to be bold enough to say, I'm reading this, would you read it too? So do help us, Lord. Come Holy Spirit and give us your power in Jesus' name. Amen. As we're coming to get your two Gospels or more at the end of the service, they're here, you need to come up and help yourself. There will be a team of people who will be hanging out here that will be very, very happy to pray for you. If there's anything that you're unsure about that I've shared this morning or through the service, something perhaps that you have felt and you just would like someone to pray for you, would you please take that opportunity and come and be prayed for? Uh, Team of people will be here. Come and help yourself.